0: It's getting late in the evening, sun is going down. Talking about Jesus, he's a friend of mine. If you're talking about Jesus, oh, he's a friend of mine. Come on and clap your hands. Isn't that good? Your glam. I will clear this
1: desk off, <laughs> cause I am Baptist, and you can't do stuff like that to Baptist people.
0: That just that just came up in my heated You know what? Hidey-hurya. You
1: know, cut the cameras.
0: Yeah, I'm running late the let out y'all trying to get in but i'm trying to get out getting robbed get shot at the let out heels in her hand while she leaving out the let out i'ma meet my mans at the mug mug let out praying on the box a
1: box with her tail out oh i can't wait i can't wait until they get out we be pressing here when we meet up at the let out city of atlanta yes Saints, goons, and ain'ts. Uh Uh-huh. Welcome back to the letout where I'm convinced that Ruben Stuttered apologized for the wrong year. (sighs) He said, this is my sorry for 2004. Fam, he needs to come back and apologize in 2020 because somebody
0: has pissed her off. You know who pissed her off? all of them people that failed to send them Jesus texts to them 10 people in their phone, them the folks that pissed 2020 off.
1: Nah, the people who pissed 2020 off are all them people who made them brooms stand up in their kitchen.
0: And y'all <laughs> opened up the world of
1: hell and now we stuck here. <laughs> that's that's who pissed 2020 off. Standing them brooms up in your kitchen. That's who did. You know,
0: You know who pissed 2020 off? These grown people out here were crushing their drawers because they don't use wet wipes?
1: I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that I wholeheartedly judge people when you go into their bathroom and... And they ain't got have no wipes. ...available.
0: That is a real thing. Right now, if you're listening to us, check your jaws. If you got crushing your jaws, you are the reason. Because... There
1: is no reason why you should be thirty-seven, and
0: there doo doo. Yeah, stands. wipe challenges.
1: <laughs> it's doo doo stains in your dung your dungarees,
0: fam. Why? Wash your accoutrements.
1: <laughs> you ain't gonna shout challenge. out to Auntie B for that, <laughs> right? Undefeated still. How are you, clown? <laughs> Yes,
0: Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am living just enough for the city Oh, old living. I'm swell. How are you?
1: You know, I am. I'm doing okay. It is changing the seasons. So it is. Listen, it's a little nip down in uh the atl but i'm not mad about
0: it because it's the most wonderful time of the year what's your name i am mcbride and you are
1: fantasia barino no i Um, put your
0: picture in my mirror
1: when i tell you that thing wiped me out and you know who sent it to me your wife, Chatton. I'm <laughs> sick of it. Looks like
0: Sharaday, she pulled that up. We were going to sleep, and she pulled that dog on me, meme, meme up. Oh, I could not recover because at first I was like, What is she saying? Right, and then I ended up saying that in my head. Lost it.
1: I said, First of all,
0: <laughs> lost oh. it
1: why do we know each other's sense of humor like this? <laughs> the bitch in my mirror. I hate it. I'm Martin, and 2020 is yet 2020. Um, this week has been it's very been. interesting. Yeah. We have seen major deaths. Um, yeah. One of which is uh, Metropolitan Archbishop J. Delano Ellis II, Lord. who is the presiding bishop of I think it's the Pentecostal Churches of Christ, as well mm-hmm. as he is the lead bishop of the Joint College of African American Bishops. Yeah. Yep, he transitioned over the weekend and it's just very sobering, man. Yeah. Very, very sobering. I think I text that his um his transition announcement. It
0: to literally you. took the wind out of me. I was sitting in the barbershop and it felt like somebody just came and punched me in my chest. And you know, you we know that they're older. We you know, we we know that uh, they're probably gonna transition. But that one was so unexpected. So unexpected.
1: Yeah, man. The reality is the stars are falling. Yeah. And mantles are being transferred.
0: And Yes, they are. Lord let the mantle go where it's supposed to go. In Jesus' name. Cause some of the school that's happening in Christendom.
1: Yeah, we ain't got time.
0: So, Martin, tell me what's going on in the world.
1: You know, 2020 is yet out here pop-locking and dropping it, and I don't have time for it. Last week, we joined the world in mourning the life of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was famously... Uh, championed the issues of gender inequality, health care, and social liberties. The shift on the court, the Supreme Court that is, could have major consequences for rulings on abortions, Obamacare, and even the presidential election. The Supreme Court vacancy caused by RBG's death has the potential to shift the court even further to the right, all but guaranteeing a string of conservative rulings on abortion rights and ensuring the demise of Obamacare. A move by President Donald Trump trump and senate majority leader mitch mcconnell to quickly confirm a replacement for the liberal icon has the potential to cement a conservative majority on the court for a generation or more even if joe biden wins the presidential election in mm. november mm. there is so much to unpack yes Lord. With that alone wow Adding a third Trump nominee to the high court could also go a long way to quieting Republicans' increasing concerns that Chief Justice John Roberts has proven to be an unreliable vote for conservatives and the Trump administration by siding with liberals in a handful of notable cases in recent years. In June... Uh, chief justice robbers joined liberals in a surprising five to four decision rejecting trump's decision to end the obama program protecting so-called dreamers while Mm. the chief justice still aligns with his republican appointed colleagues in most cases he also voted with the court's democratic appointees last year in a five to four ruling that overturned the trump Uh, administration's move to add a citizenship question on the 2020 census. The George W. Bush appointee has also voted with the court's liberals in a series of emergency rulings rejecting challenges to state lockdown orders aimed at controlling the coronavirus pandemic. Hmm. Ginsburg's passing has already led liberal activists to resurface a controversial proposal that could mitigate the impact of any potential new Trump-appointed justice by adding at least two seats to the court, which briefly had 10 justices during the mid-1800s before settling in at the current maximum complement of nine justices. The court's size is set by law not the Constitution, and can be changed by Congress at any time. I didn't even know that. Right. Um, however, doing so would likely require the Senate to abandon entirely its already beleaguered filibuster rule. Um, assuming a Biden win, such um, an expansion of the court could counteract any justice Trump may be um, able to add either in the coming weeks or in the lame duck Senate session that allows or follows the election rather. Um, There's a lot to say about all of this. Um, The fact that there is an upcoming vote later this fall, I believe that will basically be for the Medicare for all, which is, Um, the Obamacare that's Mm -hmm. going up for a vote and I think there are also some other votes regarding abortion that's coming up as well so I was hoping that the woman of God would hold on until after this election but um, the fact that this criminal president of yours is moving to confirm this early. Yeah. She literally died. She's not even on the
0: ground yet.
1: Sam, like
0: what? Yeah. yeah. You know, there's parts of me that wonders Yeah. and I know that this going to sound real spooky, but y'all just, just rock with me. It just makes me wonder are there like entities that Trump has hired that's actually working witchcraft? behind the scenes to remove opposing voices in powerful seats. We saw it with the death of Elijah Cummings. We saw it with the death of uh, John Lewis. Now we see it with the death of RBG. And it's like, some in this milk and all of these people that are dying, they were called the conscience of the government, the conscience of the house, the conscience of the Senate, the conscience of the Supreme court. And it's like the conscience across the board is dying. And although we, we might not have necessarily agree with their politics. One thing that is undeniable is that they fought for the voices of all people to be heard at the table. Um, And this this whole piece with the uh, abortion rights, um, I am absolutely pro-life, but I do believe in the power of women having a right to say when they're going to give birth, where they're going to give birth, and having full, complete autonomy over their bodies. Um, So the fact that there's a possibility that a justice could be put in this role to overturn Roe versus Wade and Trump's attempts to win an election on the heels of proving I'm a Christian and I want Christian vote, this this will be a no-brainer for him to do to put somebody in place that will overturn Roe versus Wade in an attempt to swing the presidential election. Um, we um, yeah.
1: Beyond that, uh, an honorable mention is this pretty. Oh, God. Evangelical prophet by the name of Jeremiah Johnson, who over the weekend released a quote unquote official statement regarding the death of um, RBG and his diatribe
0: <sighs> was some BS.
1: I just got tired. Um, it's available on his um, social media accounts. Um, it's literally garbage, um, and at it's heartbreaking.
0: Of, it is. It lacks the redemptive work of Christ. It is not prophetic at all. If anything,
1: it's propaganda. It is a
0: myth It's propaganda, and it is a manifestation of the spirit of Antichrist. Um and the fact that you feel as if that you have the power or the wherewithal to say where an individual is going to spend that eternity. Um and you take into no consideration her family, you take into no consideration those that were connected to her. I don't yeah, that that's that's not that's not our job, that's not our role. To determine where a person or individual is going to lift up their eyes or spend their eternity, Um, neither is it our roles as Christians to judge people in such a way um, that we rob their legacy and we rob their lives of the redemptive work of Christ that we all stand in need of. Actual, um,
1: it's a very pronounced appearance of mm-hmm. a spirit of religion. It is mm-hmm. very, it's, it's shrouded um, with the spirit of um, religion, like a religious spirit. At the end of the day, to your point, we, we don't have the right or the wherewithal to be the judge, the juror, the uh, bailiff or whatever, like at the end of the day. It's not your seat, it's not your call. And you white evangelicals gotta do better. I said that.
0: And the truth of the matter is, Marky, he did something like this, trust me, scandal is going to find him soon. We've seen it a number of times every time individuals have took a hard stance on something that was absent of the love of god scandal and hard scandal hard fall found them we saw it with eddie long we saw it with john gray we saw it with vicky yogi
1: i mean i'm still waiting on jesus to come back to the white house
0: that's all i'm saying when they begin to release propaganda and dogma, and words from the from their spheres of influence that heaven has sanctioned and has given them, and they're releasing words on the behalf of an all loving God, and the words are absent of love, literally scandal found them, and literally months, a year tops. So, just sit back and watch.
1: I mean. You're right. Vicky Yoki was popping on a handstand with that preacher,
0: so... Mm-hmm. What's next? Had all the bittles and tittles out. My God. Anyway, justice for Breonna Taylor. And, the and fact that's that we all, are period. The fact that we're still saying this, though. It has literally been 192 days. Yes. You've heard me right. It has been 192 days... Since the Louisville Police Department executed a no-knock warrant fatally shooting Breonna Taylor, the Kentucky Attorney General is preparing to present evidence from the fatal police shooting of Breonna Taylor to a grand jury as early as next week, according to two sources familiar with the matter. The killing of Taylor, who was shot by officers after they broke into her Louisville apartment while executing a search warrant in March, set off waves of protests and helped spur a national reckoning over police misconduct. The case will be presented before a grand jury in Louisville at an undisclosed location, according to the sources who are not authorized to discuss the matter publicly. The news was first reported by NBC Louisville affiliate WAVE. Once the grand jury makes a decision, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is expected to make a public announcement to share his office's investiga- investigative findings and the grand jury's decision on possible indictments for three officers who fired their weapons that night. One of the officers had been terminated for displaying an extreme indifference to the value of human life when he wantonly and blindly fired 10 rounds, Jesus, 10 rounds of a high-powered rifle um, into the apartment of Brianna Taylor, according to his termination letter, posted to the Louisville Metro Police Department's Twitter account, of all places. The two other officers who fired their weapons have been put on administrative leave By the police department. And mind you, this administrative leave they've been placed on still ensures that they secure the bag and they get that check. So basically, this is a paid vacation. This is PTPR. Taylor, a 26-year-old emergency room technician, was killed after midnight on March 13 when officers broke down her door seeking evidence in a narcotics investigation. The target of the probe did not live at the location. Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, fired a shot at the front door, striking one officer, according to the police. Walker said he believed it was a home invasion. Officers opened fire, hitting Taylor five times. Cameron declined to offer specifics on the status of the case. I also know that here recently, too, um, supposedly, there was a settlement that was reached um, with Brianna Taylor's family and Louisville and the state of Kentucky. Um, and that oftentimes, yeah, and oftentimes whenever there are settlements that have been reached Um, those files are sealed. So I'm wondering how far, one, is this going to go? Because it it appears as if they're now taking the state out of the trial, and they're now focusing specifically on the police officers. Um, And out of the three police officers, there's really one that they're actually planning on targeting severely, but the state is like, listen, we wash our hands, we're gonna drop off a couple of million, y'all will be straight, y'all will be good, but these officers still have not been arrested. They are still itchy, itchy, ya-ya, die-dying ya, through the streets of Louisville. And And
1: the Kentucky Attorney General is being tapped as a potential candidate for uh, the Supreme
0: Court. Yes.
1: So that's a whole nother can of
0: worms. Which explains why he would not use his power and authority to arrest these cops. So basically, you sold out somebody that looked like you for the sake of a seat. That seat, if if he gets there, that seat is drenched in the blood of Breonna Taylor. Absolutely. And I pray her blood screams up. I ooh, I pray that baby's blood screams up from whatever seat he decides to sit in.
1: I mean pray it through then. Jesus.
0: Yeah. May her blood scream up. Because this 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 is such a miscarriage of justice by an individual who had the power, the authority, and the wherewithal to execute a level of justice that would not have necessarily brought a back, but it would have validated that times have changed, one, and that, two, our justice system is um, set to speak for the oppressed and the voiceless. And he has failed miserably. And not only
1: that, but just the heartbreak that is presented when you think about the fact that there is a black man that is occupying this attorney general's office and he's not doing everything in his power to make sure that there is justice for people that look like him. That is a nightmare.
0: But it also goes to show you too that not all skin folk are kinfolk.
1: Okay, one more time for the people in the bike.
0: Not all skin folk are kinfolk. So you build your campaign on the backs of saying, hey, me being in the seat is a win for our people. But then when you get into these seats and you get into spheres of influence and power where you're able to overturn systems that have historically oppressed people that look like you, now you quiet as a church mouse. You ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got nothing to do. You don't want to pull the trigger. You. What's going on? Let's see. It's a sad day and a sad time when people of color can get into high level seats of political power um, within our judiciary systems and they forget those that assisted them in getting there or they forget the levels of oppression that people who look like them experience consistently or they forget the power of the seat that they hold and the burden of carrying out justice, rightful justice that's on them
1: actual factual yeah.
0: what we got next
1: we gotta do better I'm just I'm trying not to be pissed off this entire show cause last episode took a turn and we was just like what the hell is going
0: on between the sheets in our home I just I don't <sighs> and we don't want no damn explanation just do right Just do right. That's all. Just do right.
1: Cardi B out. (laughs) Miss WAP? She's out? Shut up. Cardi B is squashing the rumors about her divorce from Offset. The WAP rapper hopped on Instagram Live on the 18th of September to thank her fans for all of the love and prayers that they've been sending her way. But she said that she doesn't really need them and that she's okay.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: My my God.
0: She told she told the people to stop praying, basically. <laughs> I don't want your prayer. Shut
1: up. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more.
0: Shut up.
1: <laughs> she's quoted as saying that she hasn't shed one tear. She says every single time that this guy.
0: I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna shed no tears. I'm sorry. She said, "Offset won't worth that time. Cause you're not worth my tears." Hello. Oh, you done? I am now. I'm sorry. Okay all right
1: she's quoted as saying on this instagram live that the reason for my divorce is not because of any of the stuff that happened before it's not because of cheating i'm seeing people like oh he has a baby on the way uh that's a complete lie that's the second time people are trying to pin babies over here that's bullcrap i just got tired of arguing i got tired of seeing things of not seeing things eye to eye when you feel like it's just not the same anymore, before you actually get cheated on, I'd rather just leave. The interesting thing about this is I saw an article that said, in a world of Aventure Greys, be cardio.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: I literally saw an article and that was Jesus. The, that was the, that was the, the the tagline the title of the uh, the article in a world full of aventure grays be Cardi B. Ugh. I digress. Cardi also confirmed and clarified rather that she did not file for divorce as a publicity stunt for her upcoming album. She goes on uh, record as saying nothing crazy out of this world happened sometimes people really do grow apart I've been with this man for four years. I have a kid with this man. I have a household with this man. Sometimes you're just tired of arguments and the buildup. You get tired uh, sometimes, and before something happens, you leave. Cardi B filed for divorce from Offset on September 15th after being married for three years, according to the Fulton County Magistrate in Georgia. The court documents obtained by Billboard indicate that Cardi is asking the court to award her primary legal and physical custody of their child, Culture. Their hearing is scheduled for November the 4th at 10 a.m.
0: Wait.
1: Say that again. She's filing, according to court records, She's asking the court to award her primary legal and physical custody of culture. And their hearing is on the 4th of November at 10 a.m. Bell Callas won her baby.
0: Wow. I think that there are so many lessons in this. One of which hmm. we said at the
1: top of season one mm-hmm. that when he was stalking her, Mm -hmm. and we said that that was toxic Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. let
1: people have the room Mm -hmm. to process your behavior you don't get the right
0: to decide how
1: someone processes how long they process we said at the top of season one that she should have left him alone
0: and we also said this one gonna end well we said it we said this one gonna end well um, and here we are. I'm just glad that it didn't end with her getting shot in the foot or you know, her having to run out of the red roof Inn my like anime bullet in the heat of the night and the thunderstorm in the middle of Metro Atlanta. Shut so
1: what I immediately thought about the Red Roof Inn that is on what is that, Wesley Chapel?
0: Wesley Chapel.
1: You know what y'all I'm talking about? Can, right you, can you
0: imagine? Can you imagine bail running out of there in the traffic across the
1: 20? Yikes!
0: <laughs> and here us, we are not making humor in fun of domestic not, violence. Not like we all. we know that that is a serious matter. But uh, without a shadow of a doubt, we we knew that this one gonna end real thing. And uh, it's just unfortunate that this baby is being caught up in the middle of it. Um... I wonder one would it would the judge actually um, award her request, um, and two, it's like under what grounds is she filing for? Right, so if they both been taking care of this baby, you know, beloved, you're kind of wasting the court's time. Um, but if she can prove like he hasn't been present, she's been responsible for primary care of his child. Um, She can prove he really ain't got nothing. Like, (sighs) Lord. Cardi B and her WAP. WAP, 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 WAP. And you
1: know what- The other lesson- (laughs) Uh, Go
0: ahead. The other lesson is too. you know, no matter how great your WAP may be, um, WAP isn't the end all to be all, especially for somebody that don't wanna be killed. You can't keep nothing that don't want to be killed. And you can't keep nothing that's community. Factual. Somebody will catch that tomorrow.
1: Factual. I need them to catch it today, though.
0: They're not. Trust me. Because then they'll fall into our ministry inboxes talking about, can you pray this off for me? No. Because after we get you free, you're going to go right back.
1: Because at the end of the day, it's not a matter of what you are doing with your parts. It's your mind.
0: It's your mind.
1: And if your it's, mind it's your is mind. still enmeshed in dysfunction, we can put you in a healthy environment and you will recreate the dysfunction that you were exported out of. It's your mind.
0: And then we'll get pissed at those in the healthy environment that are trying to help you and say that they're trying to control you and you grow. We go low with them and we go to jail.
1: Wait.
0: Yeah, you heard me right. We go low with them and we go to jail. Former first lady, the Mrs. Michelle Obama, took a dig at President Trump and his administration. She's not a former first lady. She she is is the... She's my first lady. (laughs) Saying she and former President Barack Obama quote unquote, never could have gotten away with what the current White House occupants do. The former first lady made the remarks while having a discussion about race and the expectations placed on Black Americans in her latest episode of her Spotify podcast. The episode was focusing on parenting, families, and race, and it featured Michelle's mother, Miss Marion Robinson, and her brother, Craig Robinson. Race was prevalent throughout the discussion, during which Mrs. Obama, Michelle Obama, that is, First Lady Obama, that is, explained how, quote-unquote, almost everybody she knows has had some kind of incident where they were just minding their own business but living Black and got accused of doing something. And that... That's the reality that... That's
1: that's on period.
0: That's on period. Like... (laughs) That's a reality that a lot of us live. Um, Mrs. M- Mrs. Obama, she continued um, by saying that from a young age, Black children are taught that they have to exceed expectations in order to be viewed as though they are enough. Quote, unquote. You're taught, you know, people are going to assume the, race, the worst of you, so you've got to be better than. You've, you've got to be 10 times better than, she said. When we were in the White House, we could have never gotten away with some of the stuff that's going on now. Not because of the public, but our community would have accepted that. You worked. You did your best every day. You showed up," she told her mother and brother during the discussion. The former first lady declined to mention the current commander-in-chief's name, but she has not been shy in her criticism of him in the past during her speech at the democratic national convention last month speech was absolutely phenomenal first lady obama criticized uh criticized her husband's successor calling him the wrong president for our country who was clearly end over his head let me be honest and clear as i possibly can Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but clearly he is in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot. But we who need him to be for us and what we need him to be for us, it just is what it is. You can't do it. So, yeah, um... It's interesting that we're coming into a time where now race relations um, is becoming more of a prevalent discussion even on mainstreams and what would typically be a at home, in the living room, back bedroom conversation amongst Black parents and their children. Those conversations are now coming to the forefront. I can remember as a kid, white kids would have full out blown tantrums in the grocery store. And my mom would give me this look of death, like, don't you dare. Um, And the hindsight conversation has always been centered around, you have to be smarter than them, you have to be better than them, you have to be more prepared than them. Um, Even the HBCU that I went to, they taught us code switching. But one of the things that they literally drilled into us Um, And even at our sister school and um, the female school that's affiliated with our school, um, it was just something that was impressed in us that y'all got to kill it. You got to bring a level of excellence. There's a level of mystique that comes with these types of degrees saying that you're from these types of communities. um, And keep in mind that whatever you're doing in your now is going to affect those that come after you. So make sure that you manage your now well. And that type of pressure is not necessarily placed on our white constituents. Um, They can go to college and wig out. They can, you know, get those internships and major corporations and treat the internships like crap. And it's not thought of, but if minorities do it, um, it literally can close the door to other minorities that may come behind you. So whether if you're good at what you do or if you suck at what you do, um, it not only affects you as an individual, but it affects the entire demographic of folks that come behind you. So I absolutely agree with First Lady Michelle. Um, they, they would have been in jail <laughs> had they done simply half of what Trump is attempting to do, threatening to do has done. Especially with the social media stuff with TikTok and like...
1: You're going to jail
0: that, that way.
1: way. <laughs> Literally they would have been underneath the jail. And um,
0: disowned by their people. You know black folks would have disowned Obamas had they been in the White House black up like the Trumps.
1: Black people, some black people disown them now.
0: Well, that's true, but
1: that's a whole nother. It's a whole nother
0: conversation. I I can't argue when you're right. No, can't argue when you're right.
1: Talking about what we're talking about, Drew. Drew dealing with the effects of pushing the doo doo.
0: Wait a minute.
1: Say what? I said hell no. Drew Drew dealing with the effects of pushing the doo-doo.
0: Andrew Gillum was out here pushing, putting.
1: You know, that's what they say.
0: Or getting his and pushed.
1: (laughs) All (laughs) right. In a clip posted earlier this week, ex-Tallahassee mayor and former Democratic nominee for the Florida gubernatorial race, Andrew Gillum, spoke openly about his sexuality with Tamron Hall on the debut of season two of her nationally syndicated talk show, informing the host that he identifies as bisexual. He's quoted as saying, you didn't ask the question, you put it out there, of whether I identify as gay. He goes on to say, the answer is I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. And that's Mm. something that I've never shared publicly before. Mm. Andrew Gillum has not spoken to the press since March when he was found in a Miami Beach hotel room where another man allegedly overdosed. Gillum denied any drug use at the time, telling press, While I had too much to drink, I want to be clear that I have never used methamphetamines. I apologize to the people of Florida for the distraction this has caused our movement. Despite the fact that one of the men in the hotel room was a gay sex worker, Andrew Gillum told Tamron Hall that while he understands very well what people assume about that, he didn't have a sexual relationship with either man that was present in the hotel room.
0: No, uh -uh. Uh-uh. Them pictures. Ah. That body fluid. That was all over them sheets. I don't And make, on the floor? I next to Gillum's body?
1: I don't make the news. I just reported. That's,
0: no. that's, that's what
1: you said.
0: That's what you said. Look, now. Somebody was doing something in that room. And you just went up in there throwing up and drinking tea and tea cakes. Somebody's prostate was getting examined
1: all right after the hotel incident in Miami Andrew Gillum announced that he would enter rehab he so appeared you try to show me up when I started inter- telling the truth standing stand up in the truth I just okay and the problem is not that you're standing up in your truth the problem is that allegedly somebody was standing up in him that's neither here nor there too far See, you should have just let me keep on doing what I was doing. But you come round here messing with me.
0: You ain't doing nothing with it until you stand up in it. My lamb! Alright. Oh bye. Y'all don't know nothing about that good blues. You stand up
1: in it! Shut
0: up. For those of you all that are listening to us, <laughs> let us know that you're watching and let us know that you're listening. Make that your status on your social medias.
1: Stand up, get it! Don't you do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and tag the problematic cousins. Thank shut, you so much. Shut up. Shut <laughs> <sighs> You, get you ain't eyes. doing nothing with it until you stand up in it. And somebody was doing a lot of standing up because that body fluid <laughs> that was all over that hotel room. Uh, uh.
1: He appeared in the interview with his <laughs> wife, R.J. Gillum. <sighs> She's quoted as saying, so many people just don't understand bisexuality. Bisexuality is just something different. I believe that love and sexuality exist on a spectrum. All I mm. care about is what's between us and what agreement we make. Andrew didn't shy oh. away from explaining his views on his sexuality and monogamy. He's quoted as saying bisexuality in and of itself doesn't lead to unfaithfulness. There mm. are men who are in marriages with women who who just because they're married to a woman doesn't mean they're not attracted to another woman and at any point can slip up, make a mistake, do something and that is what it is. The same Mm. thing in bisexual relationships. Wow. You can be attracted to both. You got a bigger uh, terrain Terrain. out there um, that you have to contend with but you can still choose to be physically Mm. with one
0: person. Andrew! (laughs) Andrew!
1: In 2018, Andrew Gillum spoke to Rolling Stone about his introduction to politics ahead of the gubernatorial election in Florida. He was quoted as saying Florida A&M University was his first real introduction to politics as a heavyweight game. There's so much to talk about.
0: So, uh, okay. I appreciate the fact that Andrew Gillum is standing in his truth. Um, I celebrate that.
1: That I I
0: definitely celebrate that. And I think that, you know, outside of us joking and all of that good stuff, I think that it is fair for you to stand in your truth and you don't necessarily have to let your truth be known to the public. Um, But it's important that you and your life partner or like partners have a level of understanding and agreement to whatever truth either of you decide to stand in um so definitely kudos to the gillums um for that i i do believe that um rj miss miss rj she is only an individual of an entire demographic of women just across the spectrum who have agreed to a level of secrecy for the sake of covering the men in their lives and whatever type of life that they lead. Um I think that at best it is emotionally abusive. Um hmm. and I think personally it cheapens the power of covenant. Um, but that's just me, you know, I'm, I'm in pursuit of being married, right? Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to judge a seat that I haven't officially stepped into yet, but I know the power of platonic relationship and I understand the power of covenant as well. And I don't, I don't think living these types of lives of duality and secrecy is healthy for anybody. Um,
1: And to that point, I think what was very earmarked for me in their entire interview is the fact mm -hmm. that she literally told Tamron Hall that if she had it to do over, the fact that she had full disclosure of his sexual preference and what he identifies as... Mm the fact that it was just him and her and no one else, but Mm -hmm. now a world audience is invited into this secret covenant, and those are her words, not mine, that if she had it to do again, because of the fact that it's known, like it's public knowledge now, she may not have married him. And that is cringy to me.
0: And it makes you wonder, why did you marry him? Did you marry him because you saw this as a come-up? Why? Why did you marry him? Because it it actually sounds like you didn't marry out of love. Because what difference does it make? If I love you, I love you.
1: It sounds like a contract, and the and uh, the reality is, her family, from what I understand, her family is well off that they're pillars Mm. of the community so it almost from what she says it almost sounds like a merger yeah (sighs)
0: listen y'all better stay out of these arranged relationships
1: listen the apostle genuine said it ain't none of your friends business ain't none of your friends business what we do tonight And at this point, listen, if you like it, I love it. Cause I just, skip me, skip me. Cause yeah, who has time to be a
0: beard? Who has time to be a beard?
1: And who has time Mm. to be a Mm. matte lipstick? Because just as much as there are women out here who are putting on for these men, there are men out here who are putting on on for these women women too. A word. Stand up in your truth, ladies and gentlemen, and submit that truth to God. I mean, we literally said it last episode, but like this it's beyond me man it's was the young man and said. they have children too right they do they have three I believe
0: so now these babies gotta stand in and live through false truths that their parents projected but then also live in truths that their parents were unwilling to live in that makes sense so you gotta live in a whole lot of sense. these false truths but then you gotta live in the actual truth of what they refuse to live in. Beyond There's too much collateral damage. It's just it, ugh.
1: it is. And beyond that, one thing that again, another earmarked moment or noteworthy moment from that interview was the fact that um Tamron was asking him about his friendships. And mm-hmm. he literally said that he didn't have the judgment to trust those who were around him.
0: That part made my stomach turn. Maybe I was a bit too trusting of a particular individual in my circle. Yeah. So even that that whole dichotomy, I'm not too trusting of people, but then maybe I was a bit too trusting with this individual. Gillum. which one is it? So it's not a matter of you can't trust people, it's a matter of you putting your trust in the wrong people.
1: And it's that, not a matter that, that is that is the question at hand.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of your life not being stabbed. It's your life being stabbed with the wrong people. But your mm-hmm. life is stabbed with the wrong people mm-hmm. because of the decisions you've made. His life was stabbed with the wrong people because of the level of secrecy he bound himself to. You Ooh. didn't want nobody to know that you was bisexual. You didn't want nobody to know that your wife was a beard. You didn't want nobody to know that you was out here chasing pudding. Even when we come down to this particular story, um, wasn't it you that shared with me how his group of people ended yeah. up having him to go there a day before and he used that day to...
1: Yeah, Um, that is the other part Um, of this entire story the fact that um, people were attempting to make concessions for his wife but in this interview they literally laid out the fact that his staff scheduled meetings for him the day before this wedding in Miami that he was supposed to officiate so he goes down a day ahead does what he's supposed to do and then takes time to be on that Fugazi so what's also what was also Revealed in that interview was the fact that he, his wife, and four other couples rented a home in Miami and they were going to stay together in this rental. Um, however, he literally made time and provision to be on that Fugazi and to be be out here in these streets reckless. So it brings a whole nother, it Mm -hmm. puts a whole nother spin on the fact that Mm -hmm. his wife was literally in the Mm -hmm. the city with him while all of this was going on. And she's quoted on the interview as saying that she called him some 50 times and her calls went unanswered. Let me be in a relationship with somebody and I
0: call you 50 (laughs) times
1: and it's unanswered.
0: Wherever you are, stay there
1: listen and i mean that stay where you are
0: because who's not gonna help you
1: deal with the trouble that you've gotten yourself
0: into is me hmm. you're coming home late it seems you barely beat the sun tapping my shoulder thinking you're gonna get you some smelling like some cologne
1: okay you just messed it up for me anyway hmm. um We've got to do better. And the reality, the reality is, my heart broke for him because, fam, sir, you're an elected official. Yeah. You're you're a public figure. You don't have the luxury of yeah. living your life void of accountability, authentic accountability. Yeah. And void of boundaries make that make sense. And there are so many people who are curators of the faith. They are curators of the gospel. You are a preacher. You are a uh, worship leader. You work some form or in some regard with ministry or whatever. You're leading people. And we don't talk enough about the fact that those roles come with built-in responsibility. Even if you are not directly responsible for people, your calling yep. has a responsibility. There's even verbiage in the New Testament where Paul is telling us to work worthy, to walk worthy of our call. The call. Yep. There are certain things that you just don't have the luxury of doing.
0: Yeah. And I I think, too, even to a greater extent, still, you know, hanging our hats on this conversation about community, for a lot of people, what they are deeming to be demonic and satanic assaults and warfare, it's none of that stuff. It's actually the lack of community or the wrong placement of people. This isn't a demonic Floyd. This isn't God out to get Un- you.
1: Unpack that.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, the scripture talks about how uh, um, friends are like borders around our lives, right? So if healthy friendships are borders around our lives or <clears throat> we find safety in the multitude of counsel then the opposite or the absent of those things inadvertently produce the opposite. So if I'm sitting in the seat of unhealthy counsel, I'm unsafe. If I have enemies guarding or the immature guarding the gates and the doors to the city of my life, I'm open to anything. It's open season. It's only a matter of time before I'm struck down. So, yeah fam, a, a lot of the stuff that people wanna blame on the supernatural is not the supernatural, it's actually the natural. And it's naturally who you incline to be connected to you. I think that Gillum never would've ended up in a situation like this had he had friends and community like what we have. It's impossible. Fact. Fact. You know, the level of transparency that we have in our friendship Gillum would have had to cough up that he was bisexual. Gillum would have had to cough up that him and RJ um, had a secret agreement relationship. And they would have had to walk through the process of counsel with us going back and forth, trying to get down to the heart of the matter of why are you agreeing to be a beard? And two, why do you feel like you need to have a beard? Right? Uh, Um. And then three, after having that type of conversation, if they decided to stay together, I think that there would have been a heightened level of accountabilities that's, that's there. As friends, there's a level of proximity that we have to you, but also as friends, there's a level of responsibility that you have to yourself. So yeah. instead of you going to Florida by yourself, it probably would have been recommended by us to them. No fam, y'all need to travel together. Andrew, you, you you know how far up in the ranks you are? How high up in the food chain you are? Have you not seen any of uh, Olivia Pope and them a scandal? Have, have have you not seen any of this? Your wife needs to be with you at all times and you need an attendant. Somebody that can watch out for you both. Y'all need adjutants. Uh, y'all need, where are you staying? Where are you going? Like there would have been a series of questions and I think that had there been healthy questions asked by the right people, his life would have been safeguarded and all of this could have been a burden. That's so but real. Because he wasn't.
1: And it's shame. It's, shame.
0: it's shame. It's shame
1: that produces levels, copious amounts of fear um, because you're afraid. Yeah. I won't be accepted for who I really am.
0: And shame is the padlock and key that keeps us out of the future.
1: One more time.
0: That is so good. Shame is the padlock and key that keeps us out of the future. Unravel that. hmm Andrew Gillum was literally, they have projected him being on the move of probably being our next African-American president. That's how tough this man was. The moment scandal happened, there was a lid or a cap placed on what he could have potentially have been. Yeah. It locked him out of his future. And the fact that he permitted his, his his shame to pull him into silence caused all of this to spin all types of narratives that he still has yet to get ahead of. Mm-hmm. Shame is the padlock and key that keeps us from the future. Get it out your life by any means necessary. You gotta have safe space to where you're able to unpack those things that you feel as if that you can't bring to nobody else. And you gotta give it to the right people.
1: Oh, that's so good, man.
0: That's so you gotta good. give it to the right people because some of us have literally armed assassins. Listen. And you don't even know it. You have literally armed character assassins and don't even know it. Sleeping with them, eating chicken with them, calling them, texting them, and don't even know. They are a whole assassins sent to destroy you. They ain't even got a dig for it. But because you're so desperate for an ear, so desperate just to have somebody, your fluid of the mouth, diarrhea of the mouth, don't know it.
1: Listen, do not trust what time has not tested.
0: That's a word. Say that again.
1: Do not trust what time has not tested.
0: I'm going to quote you on the social medias. Bless.
1: (laughs) Okay. Do not trust what what time has not tested. And the reality is we find ourselves in these, uh, these relational spaces with these relational accoutrements if you will and they have not been vetted properly don't don't trust what time has not tested that is a real thing if someone's character has been proven and they have shown you consistently over a span of time that they can't hold water that they're not trustworthy that they are not safe Why are you putting the precious contents of your life in leaky vessels? Time has vetted and shown that they can't be trusted. So it's not them breaking your heart. You're doing it. Your expectations of them that they are not, they are incapable of fulfilling is breaking your heart. It's your expectations that have broken your heart do not trust what time has not tested period poo so since we're talking about friendship Mm. relationship what about your
0: friends come on will they stand their ground will they let you down again okay
1: Unpopular opinion, what 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 is that?
0: Unpopular opinion is where the problematic cousins come together <laughs> to talk through pop culture nuances of today to break about paradigm ideologies that suggest hyperbole and the opposite of what other individuals may believe to be popular and or true. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion.
1: I always enjoy your introductions. That's a thing. (laughs) I'm a fan. Unpopular opinion. And y'all been real... Mm -hmm. Y'all been real tongue-in-cheek about these unpopular opinions. But allow me to say before I get into this, I'm not scared of any of you. I love you in Jesus' name. Okay. Unpopular opinion... Stop allowing broken preachers the ability to shape your life with advice that's anchored in unprocessed pain and a lack of discipline.
0: Who help? Mercy.
1: People are literally building their lives mm. and constructing these faulty relational edifices on the foundation of erroneous, soulish, unprocessed, broken advice from these people and their wisdom, quote unquote, has not been vetted. It hasn't been vetted. Stop doing that. Y'all are literally out here missing out on some of the greatest relationships of your lives based on the advice Of broken preachers, preachers with who lack discipline that are saying this can't be so. Mm. So with that said, one of the most, Mm -hmm. we're about to get into it. One of the most prevalent ideologies and suppositions that we hear is the fact that the opposite sex cannot maintain friendship, intimate friendship, with one another without there being some fugazi in the mix.
0: That's a lie. Oh, okay. You sit on a throne of lies. No, seriously, that's a lie, and it's childish. It's so childish, and whoever has those types of ideologies and mindsets, my question to you, beloved, is who hurts you? literally my, my who, who hurt you
1: my question is why can't you live with discipline
0: my question is is your wop and hock that frustrated
1: i will never not laugh at that i'm sorry that's Continue. like are
0: you you that frustrated that you can't even be friends with somebody of the opposite sex catch this who's also attractive Cause it's easy to be friends with somebody of the opposite sex and they ugly. I mean, out here here, with Harriet Tubman filters, that's a real thing. Hell.
1: (sighs) That you just got tired.
0: (laughs) Cut the mic. I'm sorry. (laughs) But no, that that's a real thing, and um, even for those of you all that are in intimate and romantic relationships. And your significant other has friendships with people of the opposite sex. And now you walking around rolling your eyes at the friend that ain't got nothing to do with. Handle your insecurities. Don't be out here projecting your insecurities on other people. Don't do that.
1: You remember that I think it was, I don't think it was an article. I think it was a podcast that I sent to you. And this had to be months ago. That preacher? Yeah. And I said to yes, you, I said, I know exactly hey fam. Hey fam, listen to this, and mm-hmm. you text me back, and you were like, "Under this context, literally, what we have is demonic, according to them."
0: According to them,
1: and how many people are barricading themselves out of healthy,
0: needful relationships, friendships? Charday, sure I got Bible for it. Even Jesus had healthy platonic relationships with the opposite sex, Mary and Martha. Come on. They saw Jesus at a time the disciples were not permitted to see him. Come on. They were there at the grave when Jesus wept. Not the disciples, it was Mary and Martha. They got an opportunity to see our Savior, not only in an intimate way, but a vulnerable way. And it did not take away from the power of his ministry. And it did not take away from the power of his call. They were safe space for the Savior. Whenever Jesus was passing through Bethany, he always found himself lounging in Mary Martha and Lazarus' house. And I don't think that people really pause in the text to take into consideration they were homies with the Christ. For her to be at Jesus' feet, that was a place of intimacy. We bypass all of that. We just look at it as competition between Mary and Martha. No, she was in a place of intimacy. That whole piece, fam.
1: So this edition of Mirror, Mirror is something a little different. Oh yes,
0: oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. If
1: you follow me on social media, on Instagram to be exact, I posed a question um, concerning friendship and the fact that people are forever asking the Black man and myself about our uh, siblingship, uh, the dynamics thereof, and just about friendship in general. So I posed a question and the floodgates were open and believe it or not there were more of the brethren who were asking yep. questions than the sisters so that in itself blessed me so we got time today and we're gonna go through these questions so uh if you ever see me pose a question um who knows if you send a question um we just may answer you on uh the let out so let's go like, so, like that Listen. So let's hop into ask the problematic cousins. I feel like we should have like theme music for this, like some game show music. No,
0: is it just me? No. Mm -hmm. We can do it. We can do a little hood something. Okay, whatever.
1: Uh, Question number one. You ready? Asking
0: all them questions. Ask asking all them questions. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, Emmanuel, let's see. (laughs) Okay. Question number one Are you ready for this, man of God? Oh, yes, oh, yes. All right. Question number one How do you healthily have platonic relationships with the opposite sex?
0: One, I think that it's it's first found in um, views, how you view them. And how you permit them to view you Right? You can have Healthy platonic relationships with people Of the opposite sex that you want to hunch Factual It don't work like that
1: Attraction Um, Attraction kills Yes All of that
0: Yep, yep And you can be friends with somebody Of the opposite sex And still be able to say Wow, they are absolutely beautiful Literally. and it not come from a i want to jump their bone or mm. i want to try that ride out mm. it's okay. literally they're beautiful yeah. they fly they dope they're amazing um so i think that that's number 1 it's it's all tied into how you view them um and then two um granting them space in your life and it be reciprocal but it be space with boundary yeah does that make sense
1: yeah it makes sense to me because we talk about this often but unpack it yeah you.
0: so as much as we are siblings there's just parts of us that is still off limits even in the siblinghood that only our significant other has access to yeah Now, there may be moments where um, we may come to each other and we'll bounce we'll bounce off of each other an idea or a concept or even a conversation that we will want to have with our significant other. But we don't know how to necessarily formulate the words, but because charde is a woman and I'm a man, we're able to come to yeah. the other one and they are, they are able to give us like the cheat code on how to effectively communicate in our intimate romantic relationship. Um yeah so that's what I got it's how you view the individual but secondly it's you giving them space with the boundary healthy boundary so
1: yeah um, <clears throat> ditto to all of that that you said um one cheat code that I would give is um, it would be another bullet point in your view. Blurb: The way to have a successful or a healthy platonic relationship is it's got to be sanctified. You got to view it as holy.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Have to That's view good. it as
1: holy. That's good. Um. Therefore. It's easy to enforce or to keep the boundaries that Black man and I have with one another because there's always room and space for Holy Spirit in between us. Absolutely. So I would never attempt to cross a line or say something or do something that would make me cringeworthy if I were to imagine the personhood of Jesus mm. in our personal space. That mm. if if he would be a physical man, mm-hmm. like a, being a physical person, mm-hmm. if it is me, Broderick, and the physical man of Jesus, mm-hmm. would I cringe at saying or doing? or or thinking or behaving in any kind of way, would I cringe if Jesus would literally in uh in a space with us, would I cringe? Mm. If it's something that would make me cringe, fam, you don't need to say that.
0: Hmm. You
1: have to see that relationship as holy. We had um a That's leader good, we had a leader say to us one time that our siblingship, what we have, well, holy. is mm-hmm. holy. Yeah. And they said that you don't drop holy things.
0: Huh? Yeah.
1: Treat it as it's something yeah. that is sacred. So what helps us to be successful, if you will, in maintaining this platonic relationship is the fact that fam i view it as it's it's sacred it's sacred it's holy it's sacred yep i wasn't trying to jump down a theological rabbit trail but yeah man you gotta view view your relationships as holy man
0: yeah that was good yeah that was good
1: what um what's next
0: Next question is, what is your definition of a healthy relationship?
1: My definition of a healthy relationship is a relationship that reveals aspects and facets of the character of God. I wholeheartedly hmm. believe that friendships reveal sides and the faces, or the the different aspects and facets of God's character, um, there are facets of grace and mercy that I would have never seen on an intimate level had I not been in the community with the Broderick McBride.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So that number one is how I define a healthy relationship, something that reveals the character of the father to me. What about you?
0: A healthy relationship, I I definitely agree with what you just stated. A healthy relationship is definitely one that reflects the heart of the father. Um, But I also believe that a healthy relationship is not absent of its lack of perfection. So health perfection perfection isn't an indication of health, and I think that's what people oftentimes misconstrue when they look at our friendship, our siblinghood that is perfect and it's bomb, right? No, I think a healthy relationship is a reciprocal. I prefer you over me. It's reciprocal. Yeah. It's not parasitic. Yeah. It's a mutualistic, symbiotic relationship where there's a consistent I prefer your higher self over me, and you prefer my higher self over you. That makes sense. It it doesn't give room to selfishness.
1: I mean, that's what.
0: Nope, that's the new basically testament. What you're just what, yeah.
1: Basically. Yeah. And that's also Touché. Touché.
0: that's also
1: what um Paul defines love as in First mm-hmm. Corinthians. Love is patient. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. is kind. Love keeps no record of wrong. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not yes. um seek the bad of a thing.
0: That's a healthy relationship. And you can have that with people of the opposite sex. You can have that with people of the same sex. You can have that with people that you share blood with. You can have that with people that you don't share blood with. And you can also have that with people that you plan on doing life with forever. Meaning your life partner, your spouse, your lover. So, yeah. And I I also think, too, you can have that with what is produced from you. Yeah. So, the mentees that come out from you. And the babies, the children that come out from you. The students that come out. Yeah, yeah, everything that you just said, do that. Ditto.
1: Scan. Yeah. found. Next mm-hmm. is, did you actively pray for a good friend before you guys met? <laughs> Honestly, to be real, like, no cap, like, to be, like, a buck, I don't think that I had the capacity to even know to pray for that. Like, I didn't, I, yeah. Didn't know. I, didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know to pray for it.
0: I agree. I don't, I don't even think that I had the bandwidth to pray for a good friendship. I didn't know to even pray that for the Lord to staff my life with people um, until I met my family group. And that's how I met Shardé. Um It was a group of, of, I think, nine, nine or 10 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met through church, but it was a level of interconnectivity that we had. And there's just a core group um, of us. And when I tell you to this day, we love each other down. Um, our relationships for a number of us have changed a lot, significantly, and we don't talk to each other a lot, but the love is still there. If anybody was to pick up the phone and say, hootie We we need you to ride fam, we gassing up and we we ride out. And there's not too many friendships that I personally would be willing to do that with or for. So I agree. Um, I, I didn't have the space or the capacity when we initially met each other to pray through that. But I think after now having met each other and having done life with each other, we now know that to be a real prayer that we not only pray for ourselves, but we also pray for each other. Right. Yeah. Because there's an understanding that as much as I am Charday's brother, there's only so much I can do. And there's only so far I can go with her and vice versa. Yeah. So there are other people that are assigned and called to Charday's life, her now and her future. Um, they can unlock doors, unlock portals, close doors, close portals and also assist in levels of her healing that. I can't. And guess what? That's absolutely okay.
1: The hilarious thing is I was thinking earlier, um, you know how on social media it talks about um, people make memes and they're like, my toxic trait is Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was thinking about that and I was like, fam, our toxic trait is the fact that we will pray for God to staff one another's lives and then be like, yeah, but not them, Lord.
0: That, that, <laughs> and then we'll call you and be like, that ain't God.
1: You know? Um, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the crazy thing about it is that I don't think that people really, really, really understand how often we talk. So y'all be coming to us with these prophetic dreams and prophetic words that you didn't developed in the soulless realm and we'll give it to the other one. And the other one be like, oh, there's something on that. Or no, that was actually the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> um and
1: literally will drop it off and say nothing but send some literally. eyeballs. Literally.
0: And listen to stuff and be like, yeah, that's what, what are they talking it? about? They had a motive on it. That part. That is what Y'all word. we are we we I say this, we're not regular people, but fam. Y'all gotta choose. We <laughs> please. Period.
1: Yeah, that's real. I don't, uh, to close all of that out, I don't think that either of us had the bandwidth or the capacity to pray for it. But now that we are yeah. here, it is something that I guard yeah. in prayer. Absolutely. Um, there is not a moment, and there is not a day that goes by where I am not praying as it relates to our friendship. Because yeah. I know... That it is a God thing, I know that it needs to be bathed in, in prayer, copious amounts of prayer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because
1: yep. just as heaven desires for us to remain connected and to be in covenant, hell has a plot to rip us apart.
0: Yeah, that thing go. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not just a fact of us being able to post pictures and say squad goals mm-hmm. or brother beloved, sister beloved, fam, get on your face and pray.
0: And pray. Be pro- And if you active. can't pray for your friends, if you can't pray for your friends, you're not a real friend. That whole piece. If you can't pray for them, and I mean genuinely pray for them, with no, you're motives. not a real friend. With no motive. Oh God.
1: And the reality is, Most of the stuff that I pray for Broderick concerning, i never have a conversation with him about.
0: Nope.
1: Now, if time permits or the occasion permits to say like, oh, this has been a prayer, um, a prayer point or a prayer project of mine, then so be it. But yeah and I literally like I can say that as it relates to you as well there are yep. many things that we have stumbled upon um, in conversing with one another yes. and I have literally stopped you mid sentence and said you know what you knew that I didn't have the capacity yep. to deal with any of this so you committed it, so you've been praying about this yep. and that's the hilarious thing about our friendship dynamic Um, he is healed enough to not allow the space that I need to allow Holy Spirit to process me, Mm
0: -hmm. to
1: speak, or to trigger insecurities or rejection in him. Yep. Because there are moments where there are spaces of silence. Like, fam, Mm -hmm. I need you on this. And that silence doesn't speak to the fact that I hate your guts. It's like, mm. I need to turn my ear to Holy spirit. Cause this is the only way at the end of the day, it is Holy spirit that ushers us into levels of truth and yes. into levels of transformation. It's not yes. people. and the problem is we get into these friendships and these relationships and we try to mold people into what we want them to be i can't change him it is not my job Mm -hmm. to change broderick mcbride it's Mm -hmm. not broderick's it's not his job to change me but there end, absolutely there is an Mm -hmm. entity that has the wherewithal to do that but you have to give space for that to happen. So before you pray and you ask God for good friends, um, for him to staff your life, make sure you're on a journey to dive into sonship and being secure in your sonship, being a son and a daughter of God. Because if your identity is off, if your soul is not fortified and mended, you're going to sabotage
0: whatever God sends. Absolutely. And before you are a friend of God, you are a son or a daughter of God. Catch that. And many of us are sucking in relationships because we have not mastered being sons and daughters.
1: That is good.
0: Let's see. What, if any, boundaries do you have as opposite-sex friends? Um, So... Okay, Um, and maybe this is something that we can kind of navigate through. So um, prior to me dating, um, Sade was a part of like my favorites where at any time Sade could call me, she could reach me. And I'm one of those people where my phone literally stays on do not disturb. Um, It goes on do not disturb at nine o'clock. It goes off do not disturb at 930 the next morning. It's back on do not disturb at 10 a.m. Um... So it's only like a 30-minute window in the morning where my phone is not on, do not disturb. Um, So prior to me, you know, actually dating and taking dating seriously, um, there was a group of friends that were literally like a part of my favorites. My pastors were in that group. My pastors' leaders were a part of that group as well where literally at any time anybody could text a call and people they they did that like it would be nothing for me to you know roll over and text right at three or four o'clock in the morning and be like look I just dreamt this and for her to do the same um but once I actually started dating and taking it serious um I had to flush my favorite groups out in my phone so now the only people that's a part of my favorites is my mom my dad um and my wife Channing Um, my own biological sister isn't isn't even a part of my favorites group. Um, And that's just a boundary that I put in place to say, yeah, after a certain hour, my wife is the only one that can have access to me. And my parents are the only ones, like my biological parents are the only ones that can have, you know, access to me. And that's just a boundary that I put in place along with my phone as well. um, I had a rule about not sleeping with the phone um in the the bedroom, like I would literally take my phone and would plug it in my bathroom. and that was also another boundary that I put in place as well. so that if I do wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning, I'm not rolling over, you know, because it's muscle memory. You know, when you're familiar with people, you can hit them up. So to keep myself from doing that, I started plugging and putting my phone up in my bathroom um, and just turning the volume up real high so I can hear the alarm when it goes off in the morning. Um, but that's that's one of the boundaries, just an example of boundary that I have in this particular um, friendship. What about you?
1: One of the boundaries that I have is honor,
0: Mm, mm-hmm Mar- um,
1: Yes Being that He is practically Married now I make it My duty To esteem and to honor Channing
0: mm-hmm. Like my brother mm-hmm.
1: So you there do is yeah. There is No Being about Broderick and now that he has come into a level of marriage covenant with Channing and I'm doing for one and not doing for the other. Um. So the way that I am demonstrative and I lavishly adorn my brother with love, I do that for his wife. That's honor. That's a That's boundary honor. for me. And I am absolutely serious and i go hard about that um and just as i would never allow someone to disrespect him i would never allow someone to come outside of their neck and talk fugazi about him that same energy is now transferred and expanded to his wife that's a yeah. boundary for me and yeah. just as i would pop you in your mouth and punch you in your jaw and chop you in your neck about that black boy i do that about red bone too yep that's a boundary
0: there are a number of platonic opposite sex relationships i've lost simply because they could not handle the fact that Shannon and i were dating
1: And that makes me upset and it grieves me.
0: And these were people I raised up in prayer. These were people that I trained. These are people who have literally written books off of information that they've gotten from my classes. And literally looked me dead in my face and said, well, you cool with me and my family. You cool with me and my children. But her, she ain't got no access to us. You don't have access to me neither then bye and there's that on that you heard it here first
1: I think there is another question where we'll actually have the ability to unravel um, the nuances of um, supporting your Mm -hmm. friend in um, their relationship but yeah that's a boundary for me honor there's no way fam If anything, the way that I handle Channing, you would think that we were friends before me and Roderick. Because at the end of the day, that's a real thing for me. Yeah. And there's no way that you can honor um, your friend and not honor the person that they're in covenant with. So, death to these uh, relationships where You're disregarding the significant other because fam, that says to me, and that says to a sober mind that there is motive wrapped up in all of that.
0: All of, and that's what it screamed to me. So in actuality, they were never friends. They were actual individuals that had some type of fantasy about their relationship to me. And when I went in an opposite direction Of fantasy The real them, the masquerade came to a halt And they manifested And it's like Oh, now it's my job In a place of maturity Not to eat you alive But to just mark you and walk off That's the end of the relationship You're not going to give me an ultimatum To tell me it's either Her or you She's going to win all the time I left my parents to cleave to her Oh, okay, I did what the Bible said do,
1: huh?
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: how do you support your friend in their romantic relationship? Okay, that segues into this mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say become the first intercessor for the relationship.
0: Yep. Yep. yep.
1: At this point, I think I probably pray for, if not more, then broderick i might if i'm not number one i'm running a smooth number two of people who are pl- literally praying their relationship pr- shrouding and shamaring their relationship in prayer yep become the first intercessor for it become
0: the first that's, intercessor.
1: that's how you
0: that's a word
1: that's how you support your friend Mm -hmm. not just in their romantic relationship but support them in life become an intercessor become an intercessor for them Um, so when there are moments when we are having fireside chat um, concerning just life um, concerning character building whatever um, or just intimate blocks and components of our lives i'm talking to him but i'm actively updating Mm -hmm.
0: my prayer
1: files for my Mm -hmm. brother Mm -hmm. literally a couple of days ago we had a conversation he facetimed me and we were talking and as he's talking i'm like okay so this is how i need to be praying concerning this This is how I need to be praying concerning that. So, yeah, man, become an intercessor. Be the first intercessor for your for your for your friends' relationship. Yeah. And one thing that I know about prayer, pure prayer, is prayer has something that I'd like to call a trapdoor. And the trap mm. door that is found in prayer is mercy. There's no way for you to authentically and genuinely pray for someone and you not fall through the trap door of mercy. Mm. you begin to see people. That's who good, really are. So there's no yep. way that I can pray for him. There's no way that I can pray for Channing um, genuinely and not see them through the eyes of God, see them through the eyes of yeah. God. Come yeah. the first intercessor, yeah. and the reality is, I know y'all not praying for your friends, cause it's too much fugazi and just my happening stuff in your friend's life. Hmm? That is that's not only happening in their friend's life, but it's causing breaches in their covenant.
0: Huh? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. There are
1: too many just stupid things that are pulling people apart for you to be actively praying through. And yes, 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 yes. Come the yes. first intercessor. What do you have?
0: Just thinking about it from a practical level, um, Charday handled the spiritual and she hit that head and nail directly on the head. Um, but I'm going to take the practical route. I think that one of the ways that you can support your friends' romantic relationship practically um, is creating space for you all to have community together. It's impossible, it's impossible Absolutely. for Sade to invite me to dinner and she not invite Channing.
1: Absolutely. That,
0: uh nah, that ain't how that go. Or Sade, she's dating and I'm like, yeah, you can come, but he can't. What? No, uh-uh, it don't work like that. As As a friend, from a practical perspective, I, I am responsible for creating environment for all of us to share community together. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. um, next question. What is your favorite thing about your friendship? Um.
1: I don't think that I've ever thought about that. Really? Seriously, but off the top, it has to be the fact that we laugh at everything.
0: Nothing, we literally nothing laugh at says. everything nothing, nothing. Says. even in times of tragedy if we give each other a look it's a wrap but we're going down um, what I, I love about our friendship is that we know how to talk trash to each other and we still be like okay so you done alright so we're going to go get steak we're going to go get tacos What what's happening you know, so the fact that our, reco- that's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Our recovery time with each other is quick and impelled. That impeccable. is so I good. love that about our relationship.
1: That's so good.
0: Our recovery time. And a lot of you all have walked out of covenant relationships because your recovery time is slow. And you just made a quick, quick, hip Madraw decision to walk away or to exit from a relationship that was authentically divine. But you did so because your recovery time is lazy. It's not quick. That's so good. Yeah, we got quick recovery time with each other.
1: You won. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, What do you say to someone trying to heal after breaking ties from a best friend of two plus years
0: I can kind of tackle this one Um, prior to Sade I had a female best friend absolutely loved this girl Um, and I jacked up the friendship I was the one that fell romantically in love with her but um, you take but, the
1: responsibility.
0: I'm so mm-hmm. proud. Oh, I did that right, um, and I wasn't mature enough to know how to give the benediction to those emotions and still be able to salvage the relationship. Um, so I ghosted her. I went quiet for almost a whole year, um, without communicating, and that was like unheard of for us. And when we finally came back together again. Um, I had the conversation with her But I also had to send in the fact too That There was a level of emotional intimacy That was taking place between us Um That our significant others Should have Had access to him because I wasn't dating Anybody at the time and she was doing Her own thing um Yeah I just didn't know how to How to deal um So one of the things that I would say to an individual that is attempting to heal from the breaking of tie with a best friend for two plus years. um, One of the strongest tools of healing that you will ever utilize is the tool of honesty and truth. You cannot heal what you lie about. You got to take ownership, no matter how painful it is. You got to take ownership of what's your stuff and what's their stuff is their business. Um, and as you are able to take ownership for your hand in the breaking of that relationship, then you go through the phase of forgiving yourself for jacking up an authentically good relationship. But then there may be also spaces where you have to forgive and release them. Um, and once you do that, put it in a box, place it in the hands of the father and literally leave it with a contingency plan of God if it's your will for us to circle back to this friendship let it be so but if not i commit it to your hand kill it bury it whatever it is that you need to do and let it be that what you got
1: it's very good um i would say make learn how to make a covenant with your eyes
0: mm, what do you mean i'll that
1: oftentimes we don't give enough power to the supposition out of sight out of mind
0: Mm, um -hmm.
1: we revisit stuff too much to actually Mm. heal from it it's just like a scab like um a cut getting scabbed over Mm -hmm. it'll never heal completely if you continue to pick at the scab Mm -hmm. if there is a breach and there is no coming back from it Um, or meaning there is there's no room or space for there to be a resuming of relationship in that capacity Mm -hmm. Um, having the wherewithal and the maturity to reconcile but having the wisdom to know I don't need to stare at this Mm. For too long. And many of us stay looking at things and revisiting things and looking at the pictures and that sends you down the conundrum of what the heck this is I this about? You. Yeah, like fam, there comes a point when you gotta make a clean break for it. Um, the reality for me is um, Prior to Broderick, I had a friend um, and it was actually a mutual friend that assumed the role that he has in my life Mm -hmm. and um, that went how it went um, and did what it did. Um, Me taking responsibility for my portion of that going south the way that Mm -hmm. it did um, but I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Um, I got to a point where I couldn't. I couldn't look it head on mm-hmm. to heal. I had to remove myself. Mm. So if that that meant me unfollowing, if that meant me muting or not having it in my face, then that's what I did. Yeah. to ensure the sobriety of my heart. I didn't want to be upset about it anymore. I didn't want to have bitterness mm. or resentment every time that I saw this person building new relationships and even a new yeah. dynamic friendship dynamic yeah. with another person. Because mm-hmm. it's like, fam, that used to be you. There could, there was you. a yeah. time when you would literally not see one without the other. Mm. But putting a boundary as it relates to what's going into my eyes, my eye gates, what I'm looking at. Um, we oftentimes talk about boundaries as it relates to um, being boundaries with a person, but uh, boundaries are multifaceted. You can have boundaries around your time. You can have yes. boundaries with your money. Yes. Um, I have mental And emotional boundaries. There are certain things that I will not permit myself to think. Yes. That is a boundary that promotes healing. One thing that I say all the time, that healthy perspectives safeguard healing. And if Mm. there is something that's in the way Mm. that is obstructing my sobriety and obstructing um, me from having sober perspective... I need to bust a move so for me it was making a covenant with my eyes fam for a season I had to get out of dodge I couldn't look at it but I'm at a place now where I can pray the best version or the best that God has for that person now Yes, without there being any ill motive without there being anything attached to it
0: you said something that I wanted to piggyback on you mentioned how um healthy perspective safeguards healing. Yeah. A lot of people cannot get healed or stay healed because their perspective is under the influence of unhealthy community. That's good. Healthy community also assists in keeping blinders on healthy perspective to keep you focused some of us are forfeiting healing or have been locked out of healing because of the community we've surrounded ourselves with consistently reminds us of toxic stuff some friendships only exist on the premise of gossip
1: and on you the know premise what? of mess to that point
0: mm-hmm. even
1: in the dynamic of us coming apart mm-hmm. And the reality is for the family group that we had, Mm -hmm. we were this mutual friend and I, we were the focal point or our friendship. It was the nucleus. So even getting to the space where I had the courage to check other people, when they would say, "Well, who is this?" Uh, uh-uh. uh. Listen, that's none of my business. I'm that's not there anymore, yep. and you don't have the ability to talk to me about this. It's because at me. the
0: end of the day, that's still my friend. You don't have permission, even if I feel away. Maturity says you'll never know it, bliss.
1: So that's re- that's really good. Mm-hmm. What do you have next?
0: Um. How would you handle your best friend getting into a relationship and pushing you to the side ghosting? Um, I'll let them have it. I think I will let them have it. I'm not going to fight to keep somebody somewhere that they don't want to be. Um, But on the back end, the mature me wouldn't lock the door. Meaning, I would not not permit them to come back, if that makes sense. I'm not going to run you down, but neither am I going to cut you off from coming back, if that makes sense. Because I think at some point, we all go through a phase where we fully invest ourselves into that intimate, romantic relationship, and we may go quiet for a season, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're done with the friendship. Um, so I think that parts of me wouldn't necessarily lock you out now if you did come back we would have to have a conversation um, in what the relationship was prior to you leaving it might not necessarily be that because I have to put boundaries in place in order to safeguard me to keep me from spiraling but the mature me would understand like yeah I just wish that you would have had a conversation with me but you still my ace. You still my homie. When can we all hang out? Um, and if you ghost me again, yeah, that's it, fam.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. for me, um, I'm very adamant, and Broderick can tell you, just this phase of my life where I am. I'm very adamant about expectations yeah. and definitions, and one thing that I have been able to articulate with Broderick is the fact that within your life, there are seats and every seat in your life. Yeah. Comes, um, with expectations and a definition attached to that seat. Yeah. And the reality is prior to him marrying or joining together having a relationship with channing there were there was a seat that i occupied in his life yeah as a single unattached man yeah um now that he is coming into a marriage covenant it's not a matter or a means of me exiting the room or his life. It's just me getting up and moving to the next seat because Channing mm-hmm. now occupies the seat that I once had as it relates yep. to um, kind of processing those innermost thoughts. That's mm-hmm. not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Anymore. That directly that responsibility falls directly on the shoulders of his wife. Absolutely. Now um, it goes to making sure that you have enough emotional intelligence and that you are sober enough and healed enough in yourself, not to take it personal when he cleaves, when she cleaves, because listen, if not now, he's already told you about the boundaries that he has erected um, as it relates to safeguarding himself and kind of changing the perspective um, as it relates to him being um, in this relationship, um, practically mm-hmm. married. Listen, there is a time for every married person to cleave to their to spouse.
0: cleave. Yep.
1: And you have to be okay with that period of silence, with that period of them yep. cleaving to one another,
0: period. And if your friend refuses to cleave, I I question your friendship to that friend. Sade should always redirect me back home. That's what friends do. Literally.
1: And we actually had a conversation about that a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yep. And we were laughing and I literally said to you, uh uh-uh, uh, because what you are not gonna do yep. is have that little light skin thing, yeah, come trying to give me all the
0: smoke. Yep, you what yep. you won't do is that.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much. And I think the statement that I made following that was that. Um, friendship not only alerts you to the possibilities, but they also keep you aware of the consequences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hmm
1: So, it's not only my responsibility to focus him as a friend, as his sister, to focus him and to safeguard his focus on what is to come, but it's also to say, like, fam, Count the cost.
0: Count the cost.
1: And the reality is we are in various levels of relationship with people and we don't encourage them to count the cost.
0: Hmm. There is a
1: cost for everything. Heck, that is Bible. Jesus said, count the cost.
0: Count the cost. Count the cost. So
1: yeah, fam. Hmm. Um, That, yeah, that's how I would handle um it. And the reality is fam, what y'all don't know is how this man proposed to this girl and I cried my <laughs> eyes out, literally and if uh, I spin it too long I will well up well and- up again <laughs> there is no way that I can want the highest good for this dude and mm. vice versa He not want, you know, he not want the highest good for me and I not celebrate and I not rejoice in the happenings of like his life. And it's to the point where I cry for this dude like it's me. That's a real thing. So, um, you can't be in a friendship with somebody that you actually want to be or that you
0: actually want to be with.
1: That part. Um, You can't be in a friendship with someone and every time something happens for them, you feel like that should have been me.
0: Yeah.
1: I question the validity of that friendship. Final question. Final question. How are you guys able, or how do you guys handle? Um, when you get on each, each other's last and final nerve um, um i roll my eyes and say what well, we eat
0: yeah like <laughs> i think y'all are making friendship with the opposite sex harder than what it has to be um hell i get on my own nerves that don't mean that I disassociate myself from myself because I'm sick of myself. No. What? No.
1: Okay. Um, are
0: going to be on an episode of Nurt Ratchet. Um, listen.
1: That lady crazy. Like, her mind is chewed up like a Tootsie Pop. I said, what is it?
0: It was Dr. Handover for me, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, I have to unpack this as a family group. A whole another conversation. We definitely have to unpack this as a family group. But, um, yeah we get on each other's nerves often that's just a part of being siblings and we just know how to navigate i think even to to a certain extent getting on each other's nerve is a love language um Trolling it's kind of like love language yes you know if we've gone a minute without getting on each other's nerve there's a question about Are you all right you good we need to have a conversation right um and then two, getting on each other's nerves is just a part of doing community with people. Um, Shardae has her own narratives, her own story, her own personality. She has 30-plus years of a story, and I'm showing up to the table with 30-plus years of my own story, cultures, morals, ethics, codes. It's made us sound old as heck. <laughs> but it's the truth and we were both raised by old folk right I mean, so she comes with her belief i come with my belief and sometimes those beliefs don't match up they clash uh but we love each other enough as siblings to be like okay so when we're we going to go get tacos um i think to a greater extent though this speaks to two things how people self-sabotage themselves and how they oftentimes operate in jealousy. Mm. Could it be that you're walking away from relationships that get on your nerves because you're actually jealous or that person is jealous of what it is that you have? Jealousy shows up in numerous ways, numerous facets. Um, And if you don't, if we don't consistently Surrender our attitudes and dispositions and even egos to Holy Spirit, we will literally cause jealousy to erode the stone of relationship, healthy relationships in our lives. What you got?
1: That's real. Um, honestly, I think as siblings, we made a pact with one another that no matter what we will always figure out a way to come back to square one.
0: Always.
1: So I mean I could be floating towards the highest level of positivity and vice versa but at the end of the day when all of that is said and done we're going to find ourselves coming back to some sense of a common ground. Yeah. Um, the reality is, like fam, I'm a woman. We are emotional creatures, and there are moments where we encounter. Shut up! (laughs) And if Channing was by you, I would tell her to slap you.
0: Not too much.
1: Slap her. Sick of it. At the end of the day, we could look at the same thing, and because I am a woman. I process it in my own way and because he's a man he processes it in his own way I think that um, because of that it gives us room to allow grace and mercy to have its perfect work having grace for the fact that we may not have the same perspectives on everything and honestly I think it's a cheat code to have a brother in this capacity because it's like fam I need to look at this a different way. I yep. need to strip emotion out of this. What do you think yep. about this? And yep. then vice versa. There are and moments where he's like, am I being too cold about this? Mm-hmm. Do I need to look at this a different way? Yep. So I honestly, fam, listen. Roger is a cheat code. I don't care with nobody.
0: And Sade is a cheat code
1: don't y'all be out here letting these broken preachers rob you guys Damn. of levels of relationships. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it's a resource. And many of us are missing out on heaven's resources because yeah. we are taking the advice of undisciplined, unsober, unhealed people. Yeah. Me with all of that.
0: And the fact about it is... A lot of them that are telling you all that you can't have genuine platonic relationship with individuals of the opposite sex, again, most of those individuals lack discipline. And they haven't been loved well. Listen. Ain't that a fruit of the spirit?
1: Is and when I tell you there are people who slide up in my DMs daily talking about, I can't believe y'all just fam, who raised you? Literally
0: who raised you
1: what what is happening and and honestly like real sober talk if anything it works mercy and grace into me mm. um in as much as everybody ain't able fam and what we think is common sense sometimes is not. not common at all and there are people who have not experienced what we have from a family perspective and yeah. even from a friendship perspective. So um, I'm praying for you. Lord, thank you. Like, mm. it blows my mind that people consider us squad goals or whatever, cause
0: And we just out here living.
1: That part. So God bless the child that's got his own. My daddy used to say that.
0: God bless the child oh that's got his home. Radio Ryan. That's got his home and this sky child came Them said not shall lose. Remember Rock? You I don't. Do. I do. So the Bible says and it still good news. <sighs> Hallelujah.
1: How do we get in contact with you?
0: You can find me on the book of faces um, under Broderick L. McBride. You can also find me on Instagram broderick.mcbride and you can also slide over to my website broderickmcbride.com and how can we find you? Don't you
1: have some stuff that you're putting out soon or like now?
0: You know, um, I probably I'm still, I'm still
1: waiting on a t-shirt, fam.
0: <laughs> so I, I I will definitely be dropping the black woman tea. Um thanks sometime so this week. Sometime oh, this week. Oh. Oh. Um and also a couple of other items as well. And we will be opening up registration for the second module of Intercessors University. Um, in mid-October and um, hopefully we will be releasing something else before the end of the year so so excited you listen
1: you got too much stuff in you to die on empty and all that other cliche purpose stuff that people say about walking your dreams and living your purpose out listen it's it's time and I'm I'm I am tired of your ish jesus i was about to quote erica Baidu, but she goes on to say you don't never buy me nothing so
0: that doesn't, <laughs> i don't really fit but also too i am receiving the words of the lord for my birthday um so
1: so that mean i don't you know, just slide anymore.
0: over no 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 we 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 need those give thanks huh how can we find you
1: in the trap it's going down Mm-mm-mm-mm. okay um you can find me on facebook <laughs> at shard martin unlimited you can also follow me on instagram and twitter at shardemus that's s-h-a-r-d-e-m-u-s you can also slide over to my website that is www.shardemartin.com um,
0: M-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-C.
1: you're a hater, I can spell too. You're a hater. Um, vault registration is still pop locking and dropping it. You might want to slide through the dancery before that closes because once yes. it's closed,
0: oh, it's closed,
1: it's not opening back up. God <laughs> God. Um, God. so that's a thing. Um, of course. It's getting chilly. Chilly winds are blowing in these streets. So uh merch is available. Uh I got that drip for sale. So holler at my website. I'll get you together.
0: She has some amazing merch.
1: You know, you are definitely not defeated, and we appreciate it.
0: Huh? Oh,
1: okay. See, friends don't ask friends for discounts. Huh? Friends pay full price.
0: And support.
1: Friends register for other friends' stuff even if they not going.
0: Huh? And and give away the registration.
1: Anyway, uh, so that's that on that. Please get a life, both of you. Y'all a child. (laughs) Y'all a children. Y'all are children. And you deserve each other. I'm sick of it. (laughs) <laughs> um, this we literally need to do a uh, let out uh episode featuring Channing B because
0: we really point, need to. I'm sick of it. We really need to. She she will know how to act though. Shady, we gotta tell the people bye bye y'all bye y'all bye.